Welcome back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. Jesus is before me, behind me, always beside me, and we are surrounded by God. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I wanted to have a message this morning that would bring us up because so many people are so discouraged because of this election, because of the way things are going with this COVID-19. Our numbers are are rising rapidly. And I I thought, you know, we need to to figure out how we can defeat this discouragement that's going around right now in this world. How How do we find the prosperity? How do we get back to the peace and the tranquility that God has for us. How do we get out of this this dif- this uh, discouragement that the world is facing right now? And I just I, I just I just want to reach out and and glorify God in in view of all the the things that are going on. And I just believe that it's time that we just glorify the Lord reach down and begin to pray and, and, and understand. In Ephesians 6, we are instructed to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Almighty God, and, and pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, and, and in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, we are admonished and, and urged that our petitions and our prayers and our intercessions and thanksgivings we offered are on behalf of all mankind. Prayer must be our foundation of, of, of every Christian endeavor. We must continually pray. We must have a mind of Christ and, and hold thoughts and feelings and purposes in our hearts and begin to pray to become an overcomer. We're born of God, my friends. This is the time that we should be helping others. Ask you to come before the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, I will, I pray that we would do unto others as as we would have them to do unto us. I I eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this, this love in my heart for others. And I want to make it my aim, my great quest in life to to reach out to others. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, we would esteem and and look upon and, and be concerned, not merely for my own interest, but also for the interest of others, especially during this time of this COVID, this plague upon us. And pursue that success in our lives. I believe, Lord, that those that that listen to this broadcast are are, are strong in the Lord. And in the power of of His might. Those prayer warriors, those prayer partners, those shepherds of prayer. They're strong in their belief in you, Jesus. And I pray on that purpose. 
I pray in the name of Jesus, make it a practice of all our prayer partners and all our listeners to please and make happy their neighbors, their co-workers, their teachers, their parents, their, 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 their brothers and sisters in Christ for their good works, their true and their welfare to edify you, O oh God, that it would strengthen them and build them in all ways, spiritually, socially, and materialist, that, that they would be to your work, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, let us therefore encourage, not discourage, abomish and, and exhort all our brothers and sisters in Christ. Constantly doing thy will, O Lord God, not our will, but your will, Father, be done. Let us always edify others, strengthen and build them up. Let us learn to love our enemies as well as, as, as a, the, those around us, our fellow church members, our neighbors, those in authority over us. Let us be kind and do good. Let us always go expecting and hoping, not waiting for something to return to us, considering nothing and despairing of no one. Let us thank you always, Father, thanking you in advance for the things that you place upon our hearts. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us and all that you will do, lifting us up in our spirit, keeping, keeping us walking always in your ways. This we pray today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. I want you to know and I want you to be on an upbeat today. Believing that we're walking always in the spirit of the Lord. Praise God. Welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport this morning. Well, it's awful windy here in Fort Mojave this morning. Um, the wind's just continually blowing. You know, I, I, I got ready to record this morning, and before I came out to the recording studio, they had the news on. You know, America's uh, Americans are, are sinking into an emotional and, 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 and a mental pit. We just came through this, this what I call political warfare, of this election here in the states, and you see, you see in the streets of America, an emotional and mental pit, perhaps a bottomless pit, of despair and discouragement. According to the Associated Press, we're we're concerned about our our national economy. Our country is divided politically. It's divided. This election has divided it. 
We're, con we're concerned about America's future in the world, on the world stage. We're concerned about Iraq, Afghanistan, North Korea, Iran. Uh, you know, it's just brought us to our knees here in this country. We see ABC and, and CBS and NBC and Fox News and CNN. I want to say to you this morning, discouragement is not a sin. And we're seeing an awful lot of discouragement in this country. So I'm going to say it again. Discouragement is not a sin. Say that with me. Discouragement is not a sin. Job said, curse the day that I was born. How many of you can say discouragement? Is, how many of you can see that discouragement in that statement? I certainly hope so. Because Gideon said, if God be for us, why has all of us befallen us? You know, this election season has been the worst I've ever seen in 71 years. Have you ever gone through a difficult trial and said, God, if you're really with me, why, can, why am I going through all of this? If this is a blessing of the Lord, I, I surely don't want the burdens then. John the Baptist said, well... While he was in prison awaiting his execution, art thou the Christ or do we look for somebody else? Now, he was talking about his cousin, Jesus. He knew who he was from his birth. Many of you listening to this broadcast this morning are suffering from severe discouragement. Millions of America today are, are going through the greatest trials of their lives because of this plague and uh, unemployment. You, you've lost your business or are about to lose your business. Your smile has disappeared into sobs. Your hopes have been shattered. Your dreams have been crushed. Your pillow is wet at night with tears that have slipped down your face, known only to God and to yourself. And as you walk across that lonely and bleak personal gasetomy, you tried your best and you failed, or you're all, you've already failed. And discouragement has seized you like a beast with a thousand tentacles, robbing you of the joy and the peace and of your reason for living. And whenever you're Finances go down, discouragement arrives. Whenever your marriage fails and your children are scattered like straw in a tornado, discouragement devours you. When your health begins to fail and you, you just know it's cancer or this COVID-19, discouragement seizes your mind. It marks your face with lines of discouragement. And Satan says, where is God now? Where is God when you really need him? When your children disappoint you, when your best friend accuses you falsely of un and unjustly, when an avalanche of discouragement buries your soul and life has no meaning and there is no joy and there is no peace, what do you do? 
You remember what David did when he was se uh, severely disappointed. He said, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? He reviewed his motive and his reasoning. And then he said, Hope thou in God. Say that with me. Hope thou in God. Say it again. Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Listen to me, America. Listen to me, world. If you're in the sound of my voice, when Satan whispers to you, your health is gone, I want you to shout back, Yet uh, shall I praise him. He is my rock. Uh, he is my fortress. Uh, he is my shield and my buckler. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord, my God, that healeth me. He is Jesus Christ, the great physician. He will not leave me nor forsake me. What he has done, he can still do. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. What he did by the Sea of Galilee, he will do in America. He will do in the world. He will do again and again. I reject the disappointment, the discouragement, and the fear. And I receive, say it with me, I receive my healing through Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Father. Glory to the Holy Spirit. Glory to Jesus Christ, which all healing is done. Give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus is before us. Jesus is behind us. Jesus always beside us. And we, we, we are surrounded by God. Can you say hallelujah right where you are in the sound of my voice today? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Praise God. In Jesus' name, praise God. Praise God. When your finances are gone because of the unemployment, hallelujah. When, when your health seems on, on the edge, when your finances are gone and destroyed, lift up your hands and say, yet will I praise him because he is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Today the Bible says, I am the Lord your God. And beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Listen. Listen, church, listen to me, those that are in the sound of this broadcast. He said, I will make a way where there is no way. The rich may go on welfare. The Rockefellers may go belly up and go bust. But you will not because the royal blood of heaven flows through your veins. You are a child of the king. Hallelujah. You are a child of the king. David said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor the seat, begging bread. I don't know where Americans' economy will go in this new year, in this new administration, but I do know that God's holy economy only gets better from here. The gates of heaven are still in God's hands because they're in the hands of the living God. And God sent me here today 
on this broadcast to tell you everything, everything, everything is going to be all right. Can you give God praise and glory right now? Right wherever you are in the world listening to this broadcast. If you're on Apple, if you're on, uh, no matter what you're listening to me on right now, in Jesus' name, give him praise. Hallelujah. People are concerned about world peace. Iraq, Afghanistan, China, the United Nations, in Moscow. I don't care where you are. Israel and the Arabs, Palestine. Let me tell you this about Israel. Israel is the only nation created by God Almighty. Not another nation on the face of this earth. Not America, not Japan, not Russian. No other nation can say that. God said to Abraham, I am creating the nation of Israel. And I am placing before all men the boundaries into my word. And I am making an everlasting uh, covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's going to have to, that property forever and forever and forever, amen. It makes no difference what America does. It makes no difference what Russia does or the Arabs do. What if, what if, it doesn't matter what the third world order has to do. God says, I have given this land to the nation of Israel. Now, if that rubs you, the, the, your fur the wrong way, turn the cat around backwards. God said, I am sovereign, and that's just the way it's going to happen. Don't grind your teeth over it. What's going to happen to this world? I'm saying this to everyone who is in the sound of my voice. Don't be discouraged at the rumors of war. Look up. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is on the throne. Hallelujah. And he is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is all-nipotent. He is God Almighty. And he, not another, is worthy of our praise this morning. Hallelujah. need to lift up your hands. What discouragement? What causes it? What are the results of discouragement? Most assuredly, how do we overcome it? If you go to Numbers 21, 4 and 5. Verse 4 says, And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loweth this light bread. They were discouraged. They were very discouraged. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to learn from the children of Israel what we are experiencing today in our own lives. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. What is discouragement? <clears throat> discouragement is dissatisfaction with the past. Discouragement is a distaste of the present. Discouragement is a distrust of the future. Discouragement is ingratitude for yesterday's blessing. It is an indifference to today's opportunities. And it is an unbelief in God's word and God's character. That's what discouragement is. That's what disappointment is. Let me tell you something. God is faithful. Say that with me. God is faithful. God has never failed us. He's never failed you and he never failed me. So why are you worrying about the future of this country or the world? God coming through. For you and I. God delivered Israel from Egypt's bondage. 
God delivered Goliath into the hand of David. God delivered Daniel from the mouths of the hungry lions. God delivered Jesus Christ from the grave itself. God delivered you and past sicknesses. God delivered you from past financial crises. God heard you when you prayed for your children and grandchildren. So saith the Lord thy God, I have heard your cries, O daughter. My wrath hath been kindled against those who do harm unto my children. Fear not, say that with me, fear not, for I am with you. Does that sound familiar? You know, you may think that you're going through some hard times, but the Lord is with you. The valley that you are going through right now, I'm speaking to you. You know who I'm speaking to. You know right now who I'm speaking to. Yes, you got goosebumps right now. The valley that you are going through right now, he's the Lord and he's the master of that valley. Why are you disquieted? Oh, my soul, yet shall I praise him. The glory and the, the lifter of my head. Why? Why? I may not see the answer. God has the answer and he will not fail you. Because God, listen to me, because God can not fail. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. How do you know if, you, if you're discouraged? You're discouraged when you always see the fault and you never see the remedy. You're discouraged when all you can see is the problem and you can never see the solution. Even when it's right there in front of you. You're discouraged when all you seek is the sympathy uh, on your pity pot with your, your lower lip rolled way out. Remember we used to tell our children, rooster's going to sit on that lip? You're not trying to spread cheer. You're trying to see how much sympathy and, and pity you can gather for yourself. You're around trying to, to find fault with others to make yourself feel superior. Some people find fault in others like it was a buried treasure. I mean, they almost have a built-in Geiger counter for it. There was a salesman who went to the barber shop for a haircut. And he'd been going there for, for a number of years. And he told his barber, he said, I'm going to Rome. And the barber who was from Italy said, Rome is a terrible, overrated city. What airline are you flying? What hotel are you staying in? The salesman told him. He said, Barbara said, well, that airline is the sorriest airline on planet Earth. And if you eat the food in the hotel, you're going to uh, get poisoned. It's terrible food. The salesman said, well, I was thinking about going to Rome because I, I've, I've got a $10 million deal and I want to see the Pope. Barbara went on with this spreading of joy by saying business in Italy is horrible. And you'll never see the Pope because he only sees very important people. Two months later, the salesman returned from his trip to Italy, went over to the barber, and the barber said, how was your trip? He said, it was wonderful. He said, the flight was perfect. The food on the hotel was marvelous. The service was unbelievable. I made $10 million, and I saw the Pope personally and by myself. Barber said, you did? He said, yes. Barbara said, what did the Pope say? Salesman said, when I bent down to kiss the ring on him, he said, my son, where did you ever get such a lousy haircut? 
When you have lousy attitude, everything you do is lousy. Say it again. Lousy. See, you're responsible for your attitude. If you're suffering from discouragement and you have a hateful and negative attitude towards life and people, change it. Because attitudes do not have to be permanent. Listen to me. You're just as happy or just as miserable as you have made up your mind to be. When everyone around you have become jerks and no one is, is any good and all of humanity is out to get you, guess who has the problem? You do. David said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Say it with me. This is the day the Lord. No, 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 no. Say it like you mean it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. There you go. You rejoice by choice. Say that with me. You rejoice by choice. There was a, there was a Quaker who had a, a milking cow. Quakers are not just supposed to lose their temper. He went in one morning to the milk, uh, the cow, and, and as he put the, the bucket down, the cow uh, swatted him in the face with her tail. And so he wiped his face off and started all over. She hit him again in the face with her hoof and the bucket. He swiped his face off, straightened the bucket, and sat, uh, started again. His temper, he's starting to, to rise, about chin high. Third time he begins, she slaps him in the face <coughs> with her tail and, and puts her hoof right in the bucket. Properly kicks the bucket. Quaker stooled out, stalls into the barn yard and to a number of unnamed blessings. Now he's lost it. He walks in the stall, says, Oh cow, thou knowest I'm a Quaker and that I cannot lose my temper at the thee. But what thou knowest not is that I'll sell thee to a Baptist, and yea, he will drive that devil from thee. Discouraged people are victims of the environment. God's people are the victims, victims in their environment. Paul said, we reign in this life through Jesus Christ. Say that with me. We reign in this life through Jesus Christ. You're always under the circumstances you shouldn't be. In Jesus Christ, you should be on top of your circumstances. Paul and Silas sang in the jail at, the, at midnight hour. After being beaten with the Roman cat of nine tails, they were bleeding and they were in chains. They did not cause the darkness. They let... Uh, are, are, are you listening to me? They let the light of their soul begin to turn on the light of God. They walked out of that jailhouse with the keys in one hand and a newborn believer on the other hand. And they walked out singing. Singing. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Because Jesus was the Lord of their life. At the Last Supper, less than 12 hours from his brutal crucifixion, Jesus looked at his 12 disciples and said, My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, but such as I have I give unto you. He was, he was saying it, it to you. He said, I have peace that is greater than your storm. I have peace that is sure. I have peace that it surpasses all understanding. I have peace today sent from the Prince of Peace. 
And when you have the peace that's, that, that comes from Jesus, you can walk in the storm and, and sing and shout because the victory is yours. So I'm telling you, saints of God, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I do know who holds our tomorrow. And he said, everything is going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Permanent discouragement is rebellion against God. In Numbers 21, verse 4 says, And they were much discouraged because of the way. Five million people were having a Malox moment during this election. Who closed the way? God did. Who chose the way? God did. They were following the cloud by day and, and fire by night. That's what that's all about God. Under the control of God. Under the control of God. What Israel was saying by their by their pouty mentality was God, we don't rely really want to follow the cloud by day or the fire by night. We want Luke 4 and 10 straight to the promised land. We don't want bumps and lumps. We don't want sand and, quill and, and grit. We just want to go straight to the land of milk and honey. That's what they were saying. What is the solution? The solution is repentance before the throne of Almighty God. Let me tell you something. Half of our discouragement comes because we don't get our way. The other half comes when we get our way. This country is divided. I said it before, I'll say it again. It's time be tolerant of others. After all, they are being tolerant of you. Discouragement is caused lately of exhaustion. And some of you are experiencing that right now. We're exhausted. Lately, all the political ads have been on our TV, on our radio. We've been just overrun in our minds of that. We've not had any rest whatsoever. The solution, repentance of drug addiction, alcoholism, this COVID-19 is rising. What's gonna take, Pastor? What is it gonna take? It's gonna take the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's gonna take Christians everywhere coming together and beginning to pray. Colossians chapter 7 verse 14 I want you to understand from the four winds of heaven Jesus Christ is going to come it's time that we look up pray up and pack up because very soon we're going to be going up and I'm worried I'm really truly worried about America for the first time because I see that the churches are in danger of that not going up. Jesus Christ is coming soon for his bride and for that meeting in the air. And we will be going to a new home and a new heaven 
where the roses never fade. And I must ask you, are we ready, church? With all that's going on in America today, with COVID-19, many times, pastors, ministers, priests were allowed to go in and pray over our loved ones. For the first time, we're not allowed to do that. We need to pray up. We need to open our churches and be able to worship openly with our parishioners and be able to get back to doing uh, open worship. And if anything, and I say it again, if anything is going to save America, it will not be politicians. It will be the church. It will be the unification of Christians of all faiths and all beliefs bringing America back to God. The only thing that's going to take this country out of this discouragement, this depressive state, and I'm not talking about an econ economical depression, I'm talking about a depression of spirit, <coughs> will be a newfound faith in God. It is time. I speak to pastors, I speak to priests, I speak to ministers. It's time we opened our churches back, opened the doors of God's house, and opened it back to prayer and fellowship of God's people. Open the doors to God's house. The government does not control what God has built. We are not of this kingdom. We are of God's kingdom. And I pray thee, open the doors of God's house and let God's people back in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. So saith the Lord our God. Open my house. Let my people go and pray. <laughs>